one of the reasons why we are not seeing the manifestation of a spirit to the degree we ought to be seeing and experiencing it in the body of Christ today is because of this single rule that has been broken, which is simply to covet spiritual gifts. Many don't have to covet something means you have a strong desire towards something. Many in the body of Christ today don't have a strong desire for the manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Ghost. That is what draws the manifestation of a gift in a local assembly when more people are hungry for it. One of the reasons we are teaching this series is to give you a foundation so that when you know that these things are for you, you begin to hunger and thirst for them. When you begin to hunger and thirst for them, what begins to happen is that the Holy Ghost, according to his word here that we just read, will begin to distribute the gifts because it's for you. The only thing he desires is to see that you covet it, that you have a strong desire for it. He's not just going to begin to distribute it anyhow when people are going to dump it on the ground or trample over it or even say, what is this? Mock it, shame it, or not even give a place for it. Until we begin to covet it. Until we are hungry for it. Until we make ourselves available for it. Then, according to the word of God, he will distribute it as he wills. The gifts of the Holy Ghost is not what you put in your pocket. And any time you feel like using it, you bring it out. It's not as you will. It's as he wills. All he wants and all he desires is for you to convert it and make yourself available for the use of it. Praise God. Are you getting that clear this awesome evening? You need to convert or desire the spiritual gifts. The more the entire body of believers convert spiritual gifts, the Holy Spirit will divide the gifts of the Spirit to every man severally as he wills. That's what he does. 1 Corinthians 12, 11. As he wills. Let's take that again. As he wills. Who is the he we are talking about here? It's as the Spirit wills. If you go to verse 8 of the place we just read, 1 Corinthians 12, 8. Can we have it on the screen? 1 Corinthians 12, 8. On both screens, so I can see it myself here. Shona, we went through this. Can you see me? Praise God. For to one, not everyone, for to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another is given what? The word of knowledge. Paul was telling the church as a group of body to convert them. Whether it's word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discernment of spirit, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, word of prophecy, gift of faith, gift of healing, 
gift of working of miracles, convert them, have strong desires that this gift will be made operational in your own life. In your own life. Shola, please give me my screen. Give it to me. It's not for you. Lacking understanding. Many people try to operate the gift of the Spirit themselves. They think that is something they can bring out. Because one way or the other, God has used them before in a particular gift. And perhaps God of, word of knowledge has operated in your life or word of wisdom has or the gift of prophecy has. So uh, you want to just operate it as if, oh, uh, let me just try and stand in the same place I stood the last time and try and walk it for the gift to come alive and for it to be used. That is not how it works. Praise the Lord. Without unction of the Spirit of God, it cannot come on you for operation. There must be an unction of the Spirit. Perhaps, like I said, a particular occasion came and God used you. You don't possess the gift. Praise the Lord. It doesn't operate as you will, as you want it to operate. No, it doesn't operate as It's as he wills. Am I being clear? People trying to do this, trying to force the operation of the spirit, you will end up in a wrong spirit. Invariably, one can get into trouble by doing this. Because they will be opening themselves up for satanic deception, for wrong spirit to be operating. So, the gift of the Holy Spirit, let us give the Holy Spirit his place for the operation of the gift. Is that clear? The gift of the Holy Spirit operates as the Spirit wills. You've got to tell me that again. He operates how? As the Spirit will. Not as we will. Or not as I will. It's as the Spirit wills. When you get away from the world, Satan can accommodate you. Even with supernatural manifestations. When you are outside the world. Remember the Holy Spirit operates in line with the word of God. And the word says his gifts operate as he wills, as he wills. Don't forget that. It's as his will. He wills. Let your will be done. That is what should be our place and position. The word of knowledge manifests in different ways. We took this in the part one. That it manifests in different ways. It can be manifested through vision. We saw a lot of cases in the New Testament as the word of knowledge was manifesting through vision. It can come through dreams. It can come through a message from an angel. Really, that happens. Really, but it does happen. Through the gift of prophecy also, the word of knowledge can manifest. It can also come through interpretation of tongues. However, the interpretation of tongues is... Not the usual way. It's not the usual way. It's not the usual vehicle through which word of knowledge manifests 
in public assemblies, except through the ministering gift of diversities of tongues. The word of knowledge in the Old Testament, I want to go through a series of examples of the word of knowledge so that you can be very familiar with the word of knowledge, how it operates, the principles that you watch out for, that this is word of knowledge in operation. Praise God. Because as a believer, you should know the various ways in which it can come. You should know the various ways in which it operates, the principles behind it, so that when you are standing to convert it, you are converting the right thing, not the wrong thing. Praise God. I said praise God. All the gifts of the Spirit, listen to this, very important for you to note, and maybe this can be a new terrain of knowledge for you. All the gifts of the Spirit in the New Testament did operate in the Old Testament, except tongues and interpretation of tongues. Reasons why these ones operated in the New Testament, I will teach on them when we get to teaching of tongues and interpretation of tongues. Why wasn't it present in the Old? How come it was present in the New Testament? When did it come? How did it come? Why did it come? All those answers are also in the scriptures. Put to it and know them. But for now, we are dealing with word of knowledge in the Old Testament. All the other gifts, apart from speaking in tongues and interpretation of tongues, were present in the Old Testament. These gifts were manifested, praise the Lord, even in the ministry of Jesus Christ. All the nine gifts were manifested in the New Testament. But all the gifts, tongues and interpretation of tongues, were manifested in the Old Testament. So, because word of knowledge is part of the gifts, and we can look at word of knowledge in the Old Testament. Praise the Lord. Because it was after the day of Pentecost, the gifts of the Holy Spirit with tongues and interpretation of tongues as well, uh, they began to manifest in spirit-filled believers. Okay, the gift of word of knowledge in the Old Testament. Number one. The word of knowledge to Samuel regarding Saul's donkeys. Regarding Saul's donkeys. First Samuel chapter 9. We are going to read verses 3, 5, 6, 15, 16, 19, and 20. I'll go over it. First Samuel 9. I hope you are listening, media. First Samuel 9. Then verses 3, 5, 6, 15, 16, 19, and 20. We see now that the gift of the word of knowledge was used to help in recovery of a lost property. These are ways we can, these are times we need the word of knowledge. Now, you might look at a donkey uh, in this case and say, well, how can you be troubling God? Because a donkey went missing. But in those days, Donkeys were not just donkeys. Praise God. It's a piece of property that meant a lot to the person who is going to inherit it or to the owner because it's an asset. 
so to speak. Praise God. Uh, you know the whole story. Uh, that there was a time this man uh, called Kish, the father of Saul, he missed his donkeys. And there were Saul's inheritance, of course. So he called Saul and one of his servants to go and look for the donkey. They went to Shalisha. They went to Shalim. They went to Benjamin. They went to Zuf. They went everywhere. Five places to be precise. They did not see the donkeys. Until the servant said, look, let's just go and visit this prophet. He might be able to tell us where the donkeys were. In a nutshell, if you go to verse 20, verse 20, let's quickly go to verse 20. Uh, he was looking for donkeys. He went to visit Samuel, but there was another plan of God in place. Uh, and the plan was revealed here. And as for dynasties that were lost three days ago, set not thy mind on them, for they are found. Everybody say they are found. And on whom uh, is and the desire of Israel, is it not in thee or on thy father's house? He was trying to tell him something else that, look, the whole desire of Israel. Can, can somebody tell me what had happened before Saul went to visit this prophet? What was happening in Israel at that time? Israel wanted a king. Clap for that individual. Pastor Wigger, thank you. Israel wanted a king. Israel wanted a king at that time. So he was reminding Saul that is it not on you and the whole of your father's house that this desire of Israel is on? He said, forget about the houses. You were looking for them three days ago. They have been lost three days ago, but they have been found. Now, how would somebody like Samuel had known that? What was the gift in operation there? Word of knowledge. Supernatural revelation of what? Certain facts. In the mind of who? In the mind of God. It's a fact. He had lost donkeys three days ago. Isn't it a fact that he lost three? But where is he collecting that information from? From the streets? Was it from the streets of Jerusalem he got the news? No. It was from the mind of God. God revealed it to him. And that was the only thing God told him about it. He said specifically three days ago. So that's the word of knowledge in operation. Are you listening to me? Praise God. Of course, Samuel only knew what was in the mind of God. It was revealed to him because if Saul knew everything, that would make him omniscient. That would make him equal to God, all-knowing. But he can't know everything. Samuel had a word of knowledge from Saul. Praise God. He had a word of knowledge for Saul, sorry. He said to Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 2, Praise God. First Samuel chapter 10 verse 2, what I've just told you. How could he have known it? No other way. They were facts. 
In whose mind? In the mind of God. So I'm telling you today that God can reveal facts in his mind to an individual ready to receive it. Praise God. Ready to be used. You are not to manipulate it. You are not to conjure it. You are not to bring it forth. It's as the spirit of God wills. And that is not the spirit of God. Praise God. That's just the speaker making noise. All right? Can we please stop this breakdancing here? Amen. Now, another example is the word of knowledge to Samuel regarding Saul. Praise God. Uh, there was a time also that Saul was anointed king. You know the first visit I told you about in 1 Samuel chapter 9, what ended the conversation between Samuel and Saul was that he was to be the next king of Israel and God anointed Saul as the next king. But he told him also that, yes, you are going to be king. You're already king. God has chosen you. But we are going to follow due process. Okay? You are going to go back to your father's house and we're going to... Uh, Announce in Israel that we are looking for a king. And while we are announcing that we are looking for a king in every house in Israel, we are going to ask everyone to present a champion, to present someone from their house, a representative. And he listed how the election process was going to be. But because Saul had known that this thing is going to fall on him, and he wasn't ready to be king, he ran away. He ran to go and hide. Maybe God will change his mind. Maybe God will choose somebody else. Praise God. Hallelujah. So something happened. The people did not bother to go and look for him. When the people could not find him, they inquired of the Lord instead of sending everyone to go and look for him. They said, no, God can tell us exactly where Saul was hiding. And by what means will they know where Saul is hiding? Through what avenue? Through what avenue? What of, what of knowledge? It's simple because it's a fact. Where he's hiding if he's hiding at all, anywhere he's hiding, it must be a fact in the mind of God. God already knows. Praise God. So they decided to seek the prophet again. Samuel, tell us where he is. And Samuel told them exactly where he is or where he was. First Samuel 10.22. It was amongst the staff. First Samuel 10.22. Let's hurry up because our time is uh, really... People knew that the Lord will know where he was. Praise God. And God told them exactly where he was. That's the word of knowledge in operation. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, shall I... Uh, you know, I was happy about this thing before the service. 
That's because I want it to be faster. That's why I say, help me with this thing. And I, I yelled, I did all, but you are now letting people know our secret without word of knowledge in operation. Now, they are knowing it from word of knowledge or from knowledge now. Therefore, they inquired of the Lord further, if the man should yet come hither. And the Lord answered, Behold, he hath hid himself among the stuff. He told them exactly where he was hiding. Praise God. Praise God. That is the word of knowledge in manifestation. Remember, the word of knowledge reveals certain facts in the mind of God. Let's look at another example, the word of knowledge. Let me give you a, a, a physical example. I don't want to bring the spotlight on myself. So I will give you an example of a word of knowledge that I'm privy to operating in our present day. So it's not just looking at Old Testament. Now there was a time, uh, just like what is going on now, several years ago a pastor was teaching his congregation. I was teaching them about these gifts of the Holy Ghost that if they should convert it, if they would allow it in their lives, you see that you'll be at an advantage. Remember that 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says that it's given to everyone to do what? To profit, to profit without. It will be to your advantage when you allow the Spirit of God to operate in your life to this dimension. When you convert it, it will be to your advantage. So a couple was in that church that they had lost their daughter several years before then. In fact, they have lost their daughter about 18 years. What happened was that when the daughter was 15, she fell into wrong hands. And um, uh, I mean, she fell in love with a druggie and they moved to Drugville, if you understand what I mean. They fell in love with Druggy and they moved to Drugville. And in Drugville, there's no address. So, <laughs> some of you haven't gotten the joke. You'll get it when you get home. Don't worry. <laughs> Praise God. In, in Drugville, there's no address. So, you know, you just go and disappear into thin air. So, for several years, they didn't hear from the daughter. They searched everywhere and everything. So, they know, well, what normally happens to people who go on crack... After some years, you don't see them. That's the end of their story. You never, even if you, allow, even if you see them, you might never be able to recognize them anymore. So, they're gone. But, of course, it was a missing mystery in their life for several years. But after their pastor taught them, they decided to uh, exercise their faith and put themselves in a position to convert the gifts of the Holy Ghost to operate in this dimension over their lives. And uh, a few of them started praying. A few of them started praying because after the teaching, they wanted the manifestation. They wanted the manifestation. They converted it. And uh, as they were praying with some other people, something happened. Uh, during the prayer meeting, somebody was shown a picture. And after the picture, he was seen, he saw, he saw that uh, the, the parents went into, into the mailbox and they got a very important letter 
what the letter stated, they were not sure, but uh, the person revealed what he saw. And uh, after that, they concluded that since, you know, they, they were new at it, they weren't too sure what was going on. But the way the man, the way the young lady, it was a young lady amongst them who gave them that word. And he said he saw it in pictures, but this was what he saw. Because that was the first time that lady too was going to see something like that after praying. So they now said to themselves, of course they were praying about the daughter that had left 18 years ago. So they said, of a surety, that letter must be an indication pointing to a news they will get from this girl. So they concluded that way. And true to the revelation, a week and a half to that time they started praying, they got a letter from this lady herself. She wrote there, well, dad and mom, if you are still at this address, it means you are still alive. Say, said, well, I started the story of her life, how she couldn't contact home, how indeed she got married to this druggie, and uh, they had two babies. And uh, so she said she has cleaned up now. And, you know, in a nutshell, within the space of three weeks after hearing that message, they were reconciled with their daughter. Praise God. Isn't God wonderful? Praise God. And for the first time, they were able to meet their grandchildren. But you see, if that wasn't in operation, who knows where, where that would have ended. Amen? So that's, that's one of the advantages when you have the word of knowledge in operation. Amen? Praise God. I'm trusting God that after this whole teaching, some of you will press in further than where you are now. And these gifts will bring a lot in back into your life. Things that were stolen will be recovered. Things that you should know that you did not know will come to you that is necessary for you to know. Praise God. Missing puzzles in your life can also be brought back in the name of Jesus. Aha. Uh -huh. I did not hear your amen. amen. So the word of knowledge to Elijah. Let's continue in the Old Testament, the word of knowledge being given. The word of knowledge to Elijah, it was manifested to enlighten and to encourage him, a discouraged servant of God. Elijah had a great time on the mountaintop. Can you remember when he destroyed the prophets of Baal? He destroyed all of them. He prayed that fire should come from heaven and fire destroyed all the sacrifice. But something happened. First Kings chapter 18 Verses 37 and 38. Please put it on the screen. 1 Kings 18, 37 and 38. 1 Kings 18, 37 and 38. Praise God. Are you getting something tonight? All right. Hear me, O oh God. Hear me that these people may know that thou art the God, that thou hast turned their heart back again. Verse 38. Then the fire of God fell and consumed burnt sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the dust, and licked up all the water and the trench. Praise God. 
But something happened after this. This was when uh, Elisha, I mean Elijah, destroyed all the prophets of Baal and so on and so forth. But go to 1 Kings 19 verse 2. Something happened. Queen Jezebel sent a message. Sent a message to Elijah. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do unto me. More also, if I make not thine life as the life of one of them by tomorrow. That is, he was talking like the life of one of the prophets he has destroyed by tomorrow. He said, about this time. So when he received that threat from Jezebel, he got afraid. Elijah became worried and fearful. He climbed. The Bible is very funny there. The Bible says he climbed under a tree. I thought people climbed on top of a tree. The Bible says he climbed under a tree. That means he was confused. He was climbing. He came under the tree. No need to climb. Praise God. And he begged God to kill him. He begged God to die. Praise God. But a word of knowledge came to him. Facts in the mind of God. Remember, word of knowledge is what? Facts in the mind of God. It's a revelation of certain facts in the mind of God. So 1 Kings 19.14. Let's see that again, verse 14 of this same chapter 19. Praise God. And you see word of knowledge being given there to encourage him. Praise God. Certain things are on this screen that is not letting me read it. And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. He said he's the only one left. He's the only one left. Praise God. He's the only one what? Left. Now, if you go to verse 18, God was trying to let him know he's not the only one left. God started revealing certain facts to him. He said, yet I have left me, how many servants, the people who will not bow to bow, how many? 7,000. That's number one, a revelation of facts he did not know anything about. To enlighten him and to encourage him. God is still saying, I still have my people in this land. You are not the only one. You know, sometimes we feel lonely. We feel like we are the only one. We feel we've been thrown away. We've been rejected. But you see this word of knowledge from, from God to him. Letting him know that he should be encouraged. He's not the only one left. Praise God. He could not have known that. But God had 7,000 who hadn't bent their knees to bow. Who haven't surrendered to bow. Who are still God's own and God's very own. That is a word of knowledge that has come as an encouragement. Sometimes God will give you word of knowledge as an encouragement. He will let you know certain facts. You know, statistics sometimes are wrong. Praise God. All the statistics you hear are wrong. For example, a young lady 
can say, all these men are useless men. There are no good men in the world today. Who told you? How many men do you even know? <laughs> you say, all of them. You put all the men in one basket. Because one terrible one just jilted you. Or one, one terrible one said, he's no more interested. Or one terrible one did the worst case scenario. Starts dating your best friend. After just leaving you. Praise God. Then you conclude in your mind that all men are bad men. Is that correct? That's not correct. Or the vice versa. A guy is saying, don't mind women. You can never find a good woman again. In this, because uh, you are using your mother as the standard for all women. Praise God. And you have concluded that all women in the world today are bad. How can all of them be bad? Over 7 billion in the world today, world statistics. And we have about 4 billion plus as, a, as, a, as women. Very scary statistics. Four, 4 billion as women. And you have concluded that all the 4 billion. Okay, out of the 4 billion, how many women have you met in your lifetime? It cannot be right. Are you listening to me? That statistics cannot be right. So you should be careful for the statistics that will make you conclude something about your life and destiny. Are you listening to me? So I just want to encourage you. This one came as an encouragement that there are times things will happen. Praise God. You mean I should not move around? Is that the message you are sending to me? Because if I move here, you do. Bah! I move here. Praise God. It's a new season. Maybe they want to box me. Hallelujah. He could not have known that there were other people. Amen. How many know, know that God's statistics is the accurate statistics? That's right. That's why you need to key into word of knowledge. Let's take one or two more examples in the Old Testament because we still have the communion table tonight. So, in the Old Testament, another example is the word of knowledge to Elijah regarding Kegeazi. The word of knowledge also was used in the Old Testament to expose hypocrisy, to expose an hypocrite. So, uh, this is, I'm not now saying you should convert it because uh, you want to be... What's the name of this detective now? Uh, he's a very famous detective on the Shylock uh, Holmes. Uh, you, want, you want to be the Shylock Holmes to the body of Christ. And now say, I need word of uh, praise God. Convert it for the right reasons. Amen. Hypocrisy is bad. It's ugly. But that's not the reason to convert a spiritual gift. Do you understand that? Amen. But one of the things that word of knowledge does is it exposes hypocrisy. Amen. You remember the story in 2 Kings 5, 21 to 24. The word of knowledge was used to expose this guy called Kiasi. When Naaman was healed of leprosy and wanted to give gifts to Elijah, the Bible says he brought raiment, he brought silver, he brought gold, just to show appreciation, but Elisha refused it. But Gehazi ran after Naaman and lied to him. That, oh, new guests came and so on and so forth. 
So Naaman was so thrilled about his healing that when, I mean, that when Gehazi came around, he gave twice the money he asked for. And, well, he's a liar, he's a cheat. He went to heed, uh, uh, he went to hide the money, of course, because he was a thief and hypocrite. Praise God. Elijah asked him, where have you been? And what did he say? Second Kings, that was the reply. In Second Kings chapter 5, 25 to 26. I'm giving you these Bible references so that you can read it up when you get home too. Praise God. Amen. How could we... And when he asked him, where has he been? Can you put that on the screen? Is it there? Second Kings 25 and 26. Yeah. Good. He said, but he went in and he stood before his master. And Elijah said unto him, whence comest thou, Gehazi? It simply means, where are you coming from? <laughs> this is uh, English literature. <laughs> and he said, Thy servant went no whither. That is, I didn't go anywhere. Praise God. And he said unto him, Went not mine heart with thee when the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee? Is it time to receive money and to receive garments and olive yards and vineyards and sheep and oxen and men servants and maid servants? He said, did you see that language there? He said, is it time? He did not say there was nothing wrong with receiving gifts from anybody trying to show appreciation. He didn't say there was, but is it time? It's not the right time. If you, if you take it this time, you are taking reward for the miracle. You are taking reward for the miracle that has happened. He's paying for his miracle. You don't do that. Let him hold it to God. And because he refused that gift, the man was already saying he's going to have allegiance to God. He said when he goes, he said that once a year I have to follow my king to go and worship the, the goddess of, of the land. He said I will not bow again. It was because he refused it. He said I won't bow again. He started restituting. He started saying I am not committed to the God of Israel. Do you think it would be different if he paid for his miracle? Of course. He doesn't know any allegiance. Praise God. <laughs> like, like one guy that got healed long time ago. I said, oh, we don't see you in church again. He said, ah, pastor, if somebody goes to the hospital and gets it, does he go and live in the hospital? He said, yeah, I, got, I came to church. I got healed. <laughs> I go back to my life. People do that. Praise God. Uh, let's take one more. The word of knowledge to Elijah regarding Syria. That's another one. Wow, we're almost done. There was a time also in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 8 to 12. That was another time that every time a word, the enemies of Israel would try to lay ambush for Israel. And every time they have put the master plan on ground, 
their plans will be revealed to the prophet. And he will give it by word of knowledge that this and this is what your enemy wants to do. King of Israel, don't go this way, go this way. Sometimes in the middle of the night, relocate yourself. They are coming to lay ambush tonight. And so on. About the third time when his plan failed, he said, will you not tell me who is against me amongst you? Because somebody is definitely revealing the secret, our plans. So one of the, his aides told him, there's nobody who is a traitor here, sir. Said something's happening. He said, there's a man of God called Elijah. Elisha. What's happening is that he's revealing what the king says in his bedchamber. He didn't put a bug there. There were no bugs in those days. He didn't put a special microchip to pick every message. But because God is omniscient, God knows everything happening. Even what's taking place in the camp of the enemy concerning your life, God knows. And anyone who cares to know, anyone who positions himself or herself, and I've told you the secret today, one of the secrets you need, there are several, we'll be learning them as we go on. But one of the secrets you need is number one, you need to covet these gifts. It doesn't come flying your way. It is not given to you unless you covet them. Praise God. And if you have been listening, what's the second thing I have said? Apart from converting these gifts, praise God. You should make, okay, somebody wants to say, make yourself available. If you are too busy, if you are a busy body running around, facing what doesn't concern you, God is not gonna, is not gonna bother with you. You are still his child, he's not gonna disown you, but you are not just a material he wants to use right now. Praise God. Did we learn something today? So let's take the last one. Word of knowledge in the New Testament. We've gone through quite a number in the Old Testament. Let's just take this last one in the New Testament. Let's take one from the ministry of Jesus. John chapter 4. Write it down. John chapter 4. John chapter 4 verses 7, 9, 10, 13 to 19. 25 and 26. I'll take it again. John chapter 4, 7, verses 7, 9, 10, 13 to 19, and 25 and 26. And you remember this woman? This woman was the woman Jesus met at the at the well and um, and the word of knowledge was simply used to bring this woman to salvation because you know the story very well how she talked about the husband Jesus asked of her husband and said well well I have no husband. And Jesus said, you have spoken very well. Even the one in your house is playing sneaky. He's sneaking in the night. He's not your husband. Praise God. 
And this woman was so convinced because of a word of knowledge. How can somebody be this accurate? Nobody could have come to tell Jesus that there was a sneaky in the house. She was so convinced that the Bible says a whole village was, con was converted because of her conviction and her belief. Praise God. Another one was a word of knowledge to Peter. You know the story in Acts chapter 5, verses 1 to 4. In verse 3, you know the story was about this young man, Ananias and Sapphira. How people were laying gifts at the feet of the apostle. They sold all their possessions and people were leaving their, their gifts there. And... Um, like Peter said, they had the right to have kept part of it, but not by deception. It was their property they sold. They could have just said, okay, we're giving you 50%, but they kept part of it and came to the Holy Ghost and said, we are giving our all. And that was the error. So, how, But the question is, how did Peter know that? Peter got to know that through the word of uh, knowledge, because there were facts in the mind of God. And it was revealed to him. Praise God. So we see all over the Bible, this gift is being revealed. It's being revealed. Hallelujah. It's being used to expose different manifestations of the enemy. Praise God. And it's a gift that can help keep you on the straight and narrow as well. Praise God. Amen. Have you been blessed today? God. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. We've learned some certain things, full of examples. We are going to, if we couldn't finish today, yeah, word of knowledge is quite intensive study, but I'm sure you are gaining something. Am I correct? That's, that's the idea. People, you can't be in royal house and not be solid in your doctrine, sound in your belief system. I don't want you to just teach word of knowledge only from the New Testament and you walk out there, somebody says, oh, word of knowledge has been in the Old Testament. You say you don't know anything about it. No, you should know. That's why we are teaching you thoroughly. We are teaching you back to back, giving you various examples of how Certain facts can be in the mind of God and revealed to an individual. You are aware, as from today, that when you covet these spiritual gifts, you are not going to be telling God to start, you know, that's why we are balancing it up. So it's not your weakness or your, you'll be using things that are not godly to covet spiritual gifts. No, you don't do that. You just make yourself available to be used of God. It's as the Spirit wills. Amen. But I'm available. And when I'm available, the spirit is always willing. He would, he would definitely he will speak to you. That you don't even, uh, for example, uh, was it around this week? There was a time uh, a young lady in this church was believing God for a job. Believed God for a job. And she came to me personally and said, look, she's been a bit concerned about this thing. And we both prayed. We agreed. Uh, laid hands on her and trusted God that she would get good news soon. And uh, 
I wasn't, uh, I wasn't uh, thinking about her that day, but in the afternoon, I just saw her picture. Her picture came, and immediately her picture came. I thought of the last thing that we uh, that happened together, and I oh, then I the, my mind went to the picture of us agreeing together. And boom, the word of God came to me, saying that I've done it for her. She's receiving good news today. And that happened in the morning of that day. And by the afternoon, by the afternoon, she walked into my office and said, Pastor, I got, good, I got news for you. I said, glory be to God. You got your job. Congratulations. So how did you know that? Praise God. Amen. God can, it's a fact, it has taken place, and God decided to reveal it. Praise God. Amen. It's as the Spirit wills. A lot of people too have gotten jobs that he didn't bother to tell me, and I was not angry, because I didn't do it in the first place. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for Jesus.